Jaleel Florence commits to the Ducks ahead of National Signing Day. What other roster moves have Dan Lanning and company been making? We will get to that, plus what names to watch for on Wednesday, National Signing Day. Here we go. You are Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Oregon Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, it is that time once again for Locked on Ducks. I'm your host, Spencer McLaughlin. Thank you for making this your first listen every day. Happy February, everybody. We got through January together, and we will get through all the coming months and beyond as well. It's part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your number one source to stay up to date with the Ducks every weekday. Remember, if you want a question answered here on the show, hit me up on Twitter at smalls underscore 55 or tweet with the hashtag AskLODPod. You can also DM the at LockedOnDucks Twitter account. Make sure you are following on there to keep up with all the latest news surrounding Oregon football and basketball. And uh, there has been some news. As I record this on Monday night, earlier today, Jaleel Florence. We talked about him a lot on this pod over the last couple of weeks. I'm going to do a bigger deep dive on the ramifications of him committing to Oregon, but Highly rated four-star cornerback out of California. Has the potential to be an immediate contributor at a position that Oregon has quite a few question marks going into the 2022 football season. And I think Gonzalez, the transfer from Colorado, is certainly going to be a starter. But the other slot is wide wide open. It's up in the air. We don't really know who the number one guy will be. And I I tell you what, I think uh, Jaleel Florence has the potential to be a really, really good corner. The last super high-rated corner that, that Oregon had was Mikhail Wright, and he worked out pretty darn well. Other guys were good too, but just for, for some context there. But all that will come tomorrow because if you're listening to this on Tuesday or Wednesday, National Signing Day hasn't happened yet. Maybe it's happening as you're listening to this particular episode. There are some other roster additions that I wanted you all to be aware of, kind of talk about them a little bit, and then I want to tell you what you should look for on National Signing Day, which we will. So let's start with the other roster additions, be it recruits or transfers that Oregon has has made in the past couple of weeks. Kamari Terrell, I assume it's Terrell, could be Terrell, I don't know. Three-star defensive back out of Texas, the state of Texas that is committed to Oregon. He can also play safety, which could be really important. You know, if he's a guy, just a three-star recruit, which again is solid. Three-star guys pop all the time. Again, I'll remind you, Herbert and Mariota, both three-star recruits. I could go down the list of three-star guys who have popped to become really good players. It's note it's noteworthy that he can play safety because I have no idea who's going to play free safety for Oregon in 2022. With Verone McKinley leaving, it's just it's just sort of up in the air as to who's going to be able to claim that starting job, and you never know if if Terrell will be able to. But I think the biggest thing with Terrell is we're getting players from Texas, right? He is a player from the state of Texas coming out of high school. One of his primary recruiters was our new co-defensive coordinator, Matt Powledge, who was uh, on the staff at Baylor, did the special teams and defense as well. Oregon lost a few players from Texas, right? And when the coaching regime change, when the coaching regime change came, I don't know why I made that so difficult for myself, but I did. 
we lost quite a few players from the state of Texas uh, in the midst of, you know, about eight to 10 or so that, that ultimately decommitted and decided to go elsewhere. One of them, you know, that really hurt the recruiting class rankings for this year was Kelvin Banks, the five-star offensive lineman. He's going to Texas to play, play for Steve Sarkeesian. Texas is a huge recruiting place. And one of the reasons that you know, it's great to have a guy like Powledge on the staff is he's been recruiting in that area. So he knows the area well, knows where good players come from, has relationships with coaches in the area. And Texas is a place where if Oregon is going to recruit at a high level the way we want them to, to contend for national championships, you have to be able to get some guys out of the state of Texas. And that's a true sign of growth, this Oregon football program, that that's even something we can say. You know, 15, 20 years ago, there weren't a ton of guys. And, you know, as of late, there have been some really good players that, that have come from the state of Texas to come through to Eugene. There was one guy in particular from Texarkana. He played running back in war number 21. You might have heard of him. His name was Michael James. He, he turned out to be... Uh, a pretty good addition. So great to be getting players from from that area, and hopefully that will continue going forward. Oregon continues to go into the transfer portal as well. Jordan Riley is a defensive tackle from Nebraska. Now, you might be thinking, if you listen to the show every day, wow, do we really need another defensive tackle? We've got Popo Amave. We've got Brandon Dorless. We got Taki Taimani from, from Washington. And now we add this guy, Jordan Riley. The reason Riley is coming to Oregon, most likely, is our new defensive line coach, Tony Tuatoy, was his position coach uh, in Lincoln with the Cornhuskers. So that's part of it. Riley is going to be in his sixth year of college football. And when I saw that, I immediately was reminded by a friend of mine uh, about Dylan Ennis, who was a basketball player on that Oregon Final Four team a few years back. And he had played a lot of college basketball. He was at Villanova before, and I think it was his sixth year when when he played for the Ducks under Dana Altman and was a really well-rounded, productive player. And the advantage of guys like that is if you're playing a sixth year of college football, you're probably not an elite high-end talent, right? Because if you were, you would have gone to the NFL by now. But what it does mean is he's got a lot of experience. He's productive enough to be able to play. And he just, he's got the build as well, right? He's 6'6", 310 pounds. This past season, he recorded seven tackles, one of them being for loss in, in 10 games, starting for the Cornhuskers. And look, defensive line stats are rarely eye-popping unless you're Kayvon Thibodeau. So it's really not something that, that should dampen the potential he has. But I like this addition. And I'll tell you why after I tell you that there might be less football being played. But betonline.net has way more odds and information for this playoff season. From scores, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline is the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022. It's not just football. BetOnline.net's basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC odds coverage is the best in the business. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline is your number one online wagering destination. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games bet online where the game starts the reason i like this addition for oregon is when you're talking about defensive linemen i know we've been getting a lot of them and we had a couple of highly graded ones a couple of season ago or a season ago first of all guys get hurt all right i mean i mean depth 
never kills you. Never hurts to have. We saw that at linebacker this past year. You know, we thought we had a bunch. Then then guys got hurt, and then a walk-on was playing for a decent amount of time. I mean, you you just never know what's going to happen. But the other thing is defensive tackles get used a lot right? They're not like offensive linemen where, you know, over the past years, Oregon offensive linemen have rotated in and out quite a bit more than the typical team. But on the defensive line, you rotate guys in and out a lot. You see that in the red zone when a team goes tempo and the defense is trying to run guys in and off the field. You put extra defensive linemen in there. You want guys who are, are productive and capable to create a push down down in the red zone. And 6'6", 310 pounds, he's got the potential to be a run stuffer. And He's clearly found a way to succeed in college football throughout his career. He hasn't wowed in any significant way. But Jordan Riley transferred from defensive uh, or the defensive tackle transfer from Nebraska. I think he's got the potential to be a, a nice piece that you'll hear from a time or two this upcoming season. And this may surprise you a little bit, but I don't think Oregon should be done in the transfer portal when it comes to the defensive line because all these guys are defensive tackles. Taimani, defensive tackle. Dorless and Albavet, they play inside, right? Defensive end is still a glaring need. It looks like Jared Ivey, a former Georgia defensive end, is going to transfer to Ole Miss, which is too bad because you thought Lanning might be able to bring him along up to Eugene. The Ducks did offer him, but I I think that indicates they're not done looking at uh, transfers on the defensive line, and I think that's unequivocally a good thing. Okay, let's preview National Signing Day here because National Signing Day is going to be uh, a very interesting day to watch for Oregon because this class will have a lot of people feeling of what could have been, but there are still exciting things to look forward to. And you shouldn't get caught up in you know where this class is ultimately going to finish. I will make a prediction that I don't think is very bold, frankly. This will be the lowest rated recruiting class that Dan Lanning and this staff ever bring in at the University of Oregon. I know, super hot take because it's fallen down into the, the 40s and 50s and 60s or whatever. I haven't even checked it lately. It's okay because when they're able to get guys like Jalil Florence, that really says something. I'll talk about that on either tomorrow or Thursday's show. This staff has got the potential to recruit at a high level, and they're even proven recruiters, a lot of them, right? Landing recruited a bunch of really good guys at Georgia, and Tosh Lapoy is known first and foremost for his recruiting. Demetrius Martin has already gotten Christian Gonzalez to come over in the transfer portal, which is part of recruiting now in a big, big way. Always was. Now it's even even more so because uh, of the one-time freebie the NCAA has provided all these players. So who are the who are the guys, who are the names, right? Because it can be hard to remember high school names that Oregon fans should be looking at come National Signing Day. Number one, I think, now that Jaleel Florence ha- has committed to the Ducks, is Jordan James. Running back depth is suddenly a need with Trey Benson, Travis Dye, and CJ Verdell all having left the university within the last month or so, right? I mean, it's Byron Cardwell Jr., Sean Dollars, Seven McGee, still technically a running back, but I think that Jordan James, who is a Georgia commit, but got a home visit from Carlos Lachlan, our running backs coach, also known as a good recruiter, he went and visited him in his home state of Tennessee. He's committed to Georgia right now, but that's a guy that has gotten a lot of crystal ball predictions, not crystal ball, crystal ball 
ball predictions uh, on 24-7 that he might be coming to the Ducks and we could be able to flip him. There's been a, a flurry of rumors about that, and that would be a good thing for Oregon because r- right now, running back, much like linebacker, physical position, guys get hurt all the time. Ducks are looking for bodies right now. And Jarek Broussard going to uh, going to Michigan State instead of Oregon kind of intensified that need. Jordan James, I think, is is the number one name. He's a four-star guy who has got some really, really good physical tools and, and could be a good player. Right now, depth is the biggest thing. If Jordan James does not commit to Oregon, the other name is... Andrew Paul, and he's a three-star running back from Texas who's got interest from the state of Texas, that is. This is a high school kid, always clarifying between high school kids and and the portal because they're just about as common nowadays. Three-star running back from the state of Texas. He's got interest from Clemson, Colorado, Georgia, and both Michigan and Michigan State. So that tells you that even though he's a three-star guy, the fact that he's got those sorts of schools interested in him is indicative of what his his talent potential really is. So that's a name that we should look for anyway, Andrew Paul, if Jordan James stays committed to Georgia, which, you know, we'll see. It's anybody's guess. And that's that's what makes National Signing Day so so exciting. And, you know, I'll recap everything on here and all the commits and, you know, wh- where they're from, why they're good, what I see from them on film, all that sort of stuff. I'll, I'll be able to get to that. Another name to look at, Trajan Williams. He is a uh, soft commit to Oregon, a- as they would say. And right now he is, you know, leaning towards the Ducks, but he hasn't full-on committed. And he comes from Jefferson High School in Portland. And I'm sure some of you listening know Jefferson High School, and they've produced a lot of good athletes over the years. And Williams, a four-star safety, I think this is a guy that Ducks really, really want to be able to get in this class. And I say that for two reasons. Number one, you want to be able to get in-state guys. I mean, if you're going to be a recruiting power or a college football power writ large, which, as we all know, starts with recruiting. Doesn't end there, but it certainly starts there if you want to compete with the Alabamas and Georgias and Michigans and Ohio States of the world, you know, teams that were in and around the college football playoff, Notre Dame, Oklahoma State, all those sorts of teams, you have to have the dudes. And if you're going to be able to do that and have a wide enough net that allows you to bring in the caliber of players that you want to compete at a championship level, you have to be able to get the guys from within your own state. And Trajan Williams has got some interest from other schools, but I Oregon's got to be looking at, at this guy in, in a significant way. And the other reason that I really want them to get Williams is safety, as I mentioned earlier in this episode, is arguably the biggest question mark, free safety specifically, going into 2022. Verone McKinley is leaving a really big void. I mean, he wasn't just good this year. He was great. He almost never came off the field. He was just such a valuable member of this defense. And I think that no matter who Oregon has playing free safety in 2022, we're going to notice the difference in having Verone McKinley versus not having Verone McKinley. So, Williams, a guy that, again, has got the physical tools, and I, I just get excited anytime Oregon is in the mix for you know a four- or, or five-star defensive recruit because 
I just want to see what Dan Lanning and company are going to do with them. I, I really do. I watched the way that Georgia defense played. Yeah, they had the bodies out there, right? And, and that's why we talk about all this recruiting stuff because, as I was just saying, you got to have the guys who are who are big enough, fast enough, strong enough, instinctual enough to make the plays. But you also have to have good scheme. And Dan Lanning knows how to scheme on defense. In that national championship game against Alabama, they had free rushers at Bryce Young. Okay, that's going up against Bill O'Brien, a former NFL head coach, and Nick Saban. Nick Saban. I mean, I, I think that Lanning is really, really smart when it comes to calling a defense. Hopefully, he keeps doing that at the uh, at the University of Oregon. But you know, free safety just such a big question mark. Trajan Williams, uh, a guy to watch out for. Another thing to watch out for is that this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? You know, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? You have to know all that sort of stuff. You'd have to do that and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when you're using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50% or even 100% more for the same spa- same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. They have everything you could need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet for your car. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com yeah i kind of snuck that uh, that ad read on you didn't i yeah i uh, i, I got to keep you on your toes at, at all time we appreciate our sponsors here on the show and want to give them the maximum amount of value that we can. So another thing to look for on National Signing Day, which is Wednesday, February 2nd. Hard to believe we're already in February. March Madness is right around the corner. And my gosh, I can't wait. I love March Madness, best sporting event on planet Earth, bar none. Not even close, in my opinion. It's uh, it's it's really not close. But last name that I think you should look out for, of which there will be several tied to the University of Oregon, for better or worse, on February 2nd is Davey Uli. And this is a guy who is an offensive lineman and he's from the state of Washington. And he was recruited and, and offered right away by Mario Cristobal and Alex Mirabal were kind of his, uh, his primary recruiters, especially Mirabal, Oregon's former offensive line coach, as, as some of you may remember. Guys are really good offensive line coach, no doubt. So those guys are now in Miami. And what I've read about Yui is that he wants to stay close to home, right? And so a great offensive line coach like Alex Mirabal and a former offensive lineman, Mario Cristobal, being at the University of Oregon certainly appealed to him. But those two guys who are still trying to recruit him down to Miami are now several thousand miles away. That's a pretty big difference, meaning that this Oregon staff has a chance to to get the uh, this offensive lineman out of Puyallup, Washington, which, by the way, is the home of the Washington State Fair, where they have a scone booth with the most heavenly pockets of warm, buttery, jam-filled, 
baked dough you will ever have in your entire life. Anyway, I'm hungry. I'm sure you are as well. I think those are kind of the biggest names that that I'm watching for. There are others who are in the mix, and I'll I'll tell you every recruit who signs their letter of intent to Oregon on on National Signing Day, but Jordan James, the running back, and if he doesn't come to the Ducks, he's a soft commit to Georgia right now. Then Andrew Paul, the three-star running back from Texas, has has got some interest from some big-time schools as well. Trajan Williams, the safety out of Jefferson High School in Oregon, and Davey Uli, the offensive lineman from Puyallup, Washington. I think that's uh, I think it's a great, great trio of names to look for. If Oregon can get at least two of those guys, I'll feel pretty good. If they get all three, I, I will feel even better. Jordan Riley, the guy I mentioned earlier in the show, the transfer defensive lineman from Nebraska, is the fifth transfer this offseason. And I I just thought I'd give a little bit of time to, you know, how Oregon should approach the transfer portal, you know, and, and Bo Nix, Christian Gonzalez, Sam Taimani, uh, Washington State kicker Andrew Boyle are the other four, and Riley is now the fifth, and the way things are going, he might not be the last. Interesting note about the Ducks. In the 2021 class, the best in Oregon history, if I'm if, if memory serves, they were, I think, number sixth in the country. A lot of those guys still on the Oregon football roster, which is good for us as Duck fans, did not have any transfers in that class. None. They didn't have a single one. In the 2020 class, Jordan Happel, Devin Williams, and Anthony Brown were all transfers into Eugene, but the 2019 class only had Juwan Johnson as, as a transfer. So in the last three classes, there have been four transfers at the University of Oregon. Just four. I mean, that's not a lot, and transfers can be huge to bolster a class, especially one like this that is going to have, at the end of the day, quite a few decommitments, or has already had quite a few, and when you look back and say, wow, if they'd gotten all these guys, the the class would have ranked here. Yeah, but, you know, guys like T-Mac and uh, the wide receiver and Kelvin Banks headlined a handful of guys who dropped after Mario and company left, and my message to Oregon fans real quickly would be this. Don't be afraid of the transfer portal. You know, it's easy for some people to be annoyed with, like, oh, it's changing college football, and I don't like this or that. Like, you don't have to love every element of it. But at the end of the day, what do we want? We want Oregon to win games. However you can add talent, I say you add it. If that means everyone comes in the portal and they're able to help us win on Saturdays in the fall, that's what we're looking for. And whether it comes in the, on the recruiting trail, which we want, or in the transfer portal, I just want talented guys to put on those green and yellow or black and yellow and white or however many different colors we've got on the uniforms that day. I just want them to wear those colors and play at Autzen Stadium. I appreciate everyone listening. Have a wonderful rest of your day, and go Ducks.